everybody, and welcome to episode number 89 of the Fresher and Parlance Show. I am Parlance. And I am Fresher. Three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. Read all about it. Three weeks in a row we've been on the air. I know, almost um, a month, almost a month stretch again. I know, it's, it feels good to get, to get back in the grind. It feels good to, to it's, I wouldn't even say the grind. It feels good to get back on the rainbow of fun. The fun rainbow. Yeah. I I can do anything. <laughs> I know. I mean, now we're just, you're like in a... I'm in a singing mood. mode. or whatever. We were just doing, messing around with uh, voice filters. Yeah, pretty much that's the reason why we're a couple minutes late. Uh, it's just been, it's been, uh, it's been some fun times doing some funny impressions over the different voice stuff. Yeah. Which maybe maybe I'll break them out. I don't even know. Maybe I'll break them out. I it don't could, know. It could it could be any time. Also though, yeah. uh, if you want to join in, you can uh, message us on Twitter at Fresh Empire, or I got that open here watching it, and um, also on the Facebooks or the YouTube channel. We got the comments, or I mean, you just comment later too. But we're live right now, so even I think, when you listen to it later, we're live right now. Yeah, and I think I think we talk, we haven't really formally talked about this, but uh, YouTube did create a Patreon type situation, and uh, we haven't enabled that yet. But uh, at some point, you'll be able to donate our show, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. We haven't done it yet. I don't know. But... Yeah, I got to set it up and figure out how it works or whatever, but. <laughs> right, but it's there now. It's a new feature. We don't have to do. We have to go through any jazz uh, of uh, of poops or hoopla. Yeah, if you, you want to give us money for basically, I mean, not really much reason, I guess. <laughs> what, what are you talking about, dude? Do you know how much I spend to go to a movie? I spend ten dollars plus popcorn. Now we don't supply the popcorn, but we do provide the spice. So, <laughs> so you're likening so, this to watching a movie, our show. Absolutely. It's and it, by the way, this has a bigger budget than a number of movies that we got in review roulette. Just that so is you know, true. That is, one, the, the sleepover or whatever. Yeah, I still, that's goodness. like the bottom of the barrel, pretty much for the production value. That was pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing. You can go back <laughs> and one. check it uh, if yeah. I ever even knew what episode it was. But <laughs> well, we could we could search for that. What was it called? It was called um, the sleepover or something like that. Oh yeah, the sleep sleepover. So uh, yeah, I don't know what episode that was. I don't even like. I have another. It's like searchable, but I don't know. But uh, how's um, how's your week been? Perlines. My, my week has been uh, pretty solid. How about yours? Uh, also fairly solid. I didn't know. I mean, Monday is a holiday, so we have another three day weekend. Yeah, it's uh, Mar- um, wait, is it President's Day? President's, President's Day, Day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. So, what do you? How are you going to celebrate your president? I don't even know. I didn't even know that it was a holiday until maybe yesterday. So, I didn't really come up with any good long plans. But I think I'm going to just like try to work on projects around my house. But uh, one thing that's exciting, project wise, I finally got rid of my wood burning stove that I had. And um, I was trying to sell it, as I think that I had mentioned before, or at least, you know, people probably know. But I gave up at that because it was listed on Craigslist for like a month. Maybe I didn't do it right. I don't know. 
But uh, then I just listed it for free and got like 25, 30 responses like in like the first 20 minutes. So I, I just got one of those people to come pick it up the same day. So I got rid of it. That's nice. And I have like a whole new brew set up with like a desk that I'm going to, um, it'll be good for bottling and uh, just like it's a better use of space. And then I have like an extra fridge that I put down there that we can put our hops and yeasts in and whatnot. So it's pretty exciting. Fascinating stuff. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure if anyone wants to get the recipe for the fresher brew, we don't have, there is no fresher brew yet, I guess. We've done uh, the only named one. I mean, because we're going with uh, systematic names, like uh, we have IPA number one and IPA number two. But then uh, we have Jeffy's Pale Ale, which is after my cat Jeff, who some viewers m may know. He's been on the show several times. Uh, that's He has been on the show. Um, oh, I also wanted to point out... Um, if you haven't already uh, on iTunes, subscribe, hit like follow or, or subscribe to our um, podcast because the more people who subscribe to it, the more visibility you get. Um, and I know a lot of people don't use iTunes. Other people acquire the um, the, the the audio in completely weird ways, like stripping from YouTube or whatever like that. So. Um, but in any case, if you if you do have iTunes, just like it or Stitcher. We're available on Stitcher, pretty much everywhere. It's everywhere. Just yeah, we're kind of trying to try to put it up everywhere. Oh, and it's cool too for um. Ben, since, uh, what's going Red. on with your the eye patch? Yeah, you look like freaking the girl I know, from. Uh, I mean, the, from... the the crappiness of it is part of the charm. But well, let's see now, if I can get it. There we go. You totally broke it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Uh, oh yeah, YouTube Red. So like you can watch our show with no ads, and uh, we actually get part of the YouTube Red money, which I was surprised about. Yeah, so watch it with that. Watch it without ads. Just watch it in general, or listen to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a show. We should just make our whole show about trying to get people to watch our show. Yeah, I mean, so that's this a good is show, a sh right? yeah, that's a sh yeah, that's. A I mean, it's better than some weeks, I think. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, you know, the Super Bowl was last weekend. So, um, uh, I want to talk about the thing that everyone's talking about. Which one? The commercials. Oh yeah. <laughs> the commercials. Yeah. I think commercials. one, I mean, I'll just throw this out there first. I was not a fan of the puppy monkey, um, Baby? I don't remember the other animal. There's three of them. Oh, baby. Baby, yeah. I think that's super dumb. It seems like that was just made... I mean, yeah, they're clearly they just like had an advertising thing like with a committee. Like, well, so what do people like? What's cool or whatever? I think it's dumb. But it, I was disappointed that actually it's effective because it picks up traction and people are talking about it. People but, have talked about it, including a show, a little-known show called The Fresher and Parlance, episode number 89. That's true. And they were talking about it on Stephen Colbert, too. So um, I so I was kind of in and out of the game. I didn't. I wasn't watching it all the time. I watched um, the whole thing. I didn't it was see. Not the game. <laughs> um, I missed the whole, th pretty much the whole third quarter. So if there was a commercial that ran in the third quarter, I didn't see it. Um, I did mostly see the halftime show. I thought it was okay. 
I didn't, I didn't think, think. I mean, like, was that uh, Katy Perry last year or the year before? Last year. Yeah, that was way better. I mean, like, I feel like they didn't even do any, like, I mean, I guess, like, the performance was all right, but, like, there was no special stuff. All there was was, like, a marching band and, like, that screen uh, stage. That's, like, it. Um, apparently, there's some sort of controversy with Beyonce for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? What about her? Uh, apparently, like, um, I don't know exactly, but I guess she, like, they said if she was disrespecting law enforcement in some way. Really? Like, yeah. in her show? Like, yeah. Or, like, um, off, the, off the side or whatever. It says here, according to this, uh, apparently she attacked police officers. What? Yeah. Beyonce and her dancers were in black leather and black berets. Yeah. Which was apparently oh, yeah, the- not to the Black Panthers. Yeah, that's I heard like Black Panther stuff, but I didn't see anything about attacking police. It says here, are you offended? What? This is so dumb. Are you offended? Yeah. As I don't an think American that's a real thing. No, it is. They're having a protest in front of the NFL headquarters, I guess, this week. No, but um, I don't think that Beyonce actually attacked anyone. I think it's just like she, you know what I mean? Like it's the symbolism or whatever. It says, are you offended as an American that Beyonce pulled her race-baiting stunt at the Super Bowl? Do you agree that it was a slap in the face to law enforcement? Do you agree that the Black Panthers was slash is a hate group, which should not be glorified? Come, let's stand together. Let's tell the NFL. We don't want hate speech and racism at the Super Bowl ever again. I don't know. I I mean, I did hear the Black Panthers thing, but I didn't know it was like that big a deal. <laughs> what did you, uh, I did, first off, yeah, wah, wah, wah. Quit crying. Secondly... <laughs> Call the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wah, wah. Um, secondly, I don't know if you know this, but do you know that the modern state of the NRA actually bases their current stance on gun ownership? Oh, yeah, I totally... Uh, I, did we talk about that on the show? Or, like, did we talk about I, it at work or something? I think I talked to you about it because I heard it on a... On a pod, I mean, I had see, definitely seen like some sort of more detailed thing about it because there's the whole like NRA reform thing where it was a totally different organization before, and then the leadership changed and like it turned into like yeah, modeled after the Black Panthers thing. Well, effectively, there was a a kind of like right wing crazy contingent that of, took over the the party after the actual moderate members of the NRA um, just decided to get up and just leave and go hunting. Yeah, because they didn't care about all the politics stuff. It was just like pretty much a club to go hunting. Yeah, and then they were yeah. like, "Yeah, I, just, I didn't." They didn't want to do any of the politics, and then they just turned it into that. Yeah. So, um, so it's. I think it's interesting to think that many people who are probably extolling the kind of hate and vitriol toward the Black Panthers probably are card-carrying NRA members who are uh, like probably unaware. But I mean, that's that- like the same as basically every topic ever that someone like protests they're just overlooking something that they're totally part of that's like exactly the same thing uh sure all right i'll give you that that's fine so you're saying uh, uninformed uneducated uh people protesting against something that's probably not objectionable at all sounds like modern society yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah so there's but that also Whoop. go ahead i was not a fan of coldplay in the show i think it would be better if it was just beyonce and uh or who was the other one? Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, yeah. 
I kind of like when they were doing the dueling dances stuff, the dancing stuff. Yeah, I mean, but like uh, Bruno Mars and um, what's her name totally like matched and like they had a thing. But uh, Coldplay just looked like some sort of weird 90s skater. I know, I know. It was like a horrible, like they just looked dumb. I, I like, mean, it match. and it was like, yeah, I didn't think it was a very good show. I mean, let's put it this way. Coldplay is one of the largest, like, biggest bands on the planet. But there is nothing about Coldplay music that makes you think about football. As a matter of fact, it makes you, no, it makes you want to, like, crawl into a corner and, like, cry a little bit. They're not, they're not, like, <laughs> they're not, they're not a party band. And what you want is upbeat excitement, not, like. But that's what they did every, like, who was it two years ago where they, wasn't it, like. Ago was, two years ago was, was uh, same guy that showed up this year, Bruno Mars. Yeah, no, the because that was a big thing that it was Bruno Mars because he was like new thing. They always have some sort of like old mega band that doesn't match, and they just like have it because it's a big bill band. Well, let's see list of Super Bowl. No, because Beyonce's done it, I think, twice now or three times. Yeah, but she's like one of the big people too, but not as big as like the other. Like they just always have to have some sort of solid, you know, mega band. Okay, so let's see here. Um, like Red Hot Chili Peppers or something like that. So prior to Bruno Mars, well, Bruno Mars was with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, like didn't really match. The year before that was Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Oh, and really? That's it. The, yeah, and then it was Madonna, LMFO, uh, Nicki Minaj, CeeLo. That was a, that was a lot. Cool. It was a lot there. Uh, then the year before that was the Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. Uh, year before yeah, that was the Who. Do you remember the Who? Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Prince. Prince did it in 2007. I remember. Oh, really? That. I don't remember that. That sounds crazy. The Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, uh, Janet Jackson, P. Dilly, Nelly. Oh, that's the that's the infamous wardrobe failure one, where Justin Timberlake pulled the. Oh yeah. That was in 2004. I remember that. Uh, the year before that, oh man, Shania Twain, No Doubt and Sting. Seriously, that's like that's like as if my my mom was going to a concert. Shania Twain and Sting. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I think yeah. they just have to like have a broad, you know, appeal. Oh, but uh, wait, hold on. One last one. In 2000, Phil Collins, Enrique Iglesias. Tony Braxton and Christina Aguilera. Ugh, barf. Seriously. <laughs> the 2000s, man. The aughts. Yeah. Ought not to have heard them. I know. Um, but um, going back to the commercials. Yeah, back to the commercials. Uh, I heard there was a whole thing about the... Um, like, because they had drug commercials at the Super Bowl, and they were talking about how it's so ridiculous that drug companies nowadays charge so much for like like overpriced drugs that like they can afford to have a Super Bowl commercial. Like why would you need a Super Bowl commercial for a drug? And then I was reading stats on those and it, even with like a year of use, it's like 15, 17% uh, success rate of like making a difference. And then it costs like something like $1,000 a week or something with like a year subscription, like, the, like a year's, I don't know. It just sounds ridiculous that like, there's drug commercials at the Super Bowl. Like, that's, like, over the top. Or and, and as a matter of fact, I think I actually remember one of them was for opioid-induced constipation. 
Yeah. Which, which is like, it's like sometimes you're addicted to painkillers. And because you're addicted to painkillers, you can't shit. So try yeah. a new drug that, that helps you with opioid-induced constipation. And it was like a guy walking down the street and everything he saw just made him think about how he couldn't poop. Yeah, oh but I mean, gosh. like, fine commercials for that, whatever. Like, that's like late night commercials or like daytime TV. That's not a Super Bowl ad. Why are they? Why are they I, paying honestly, that much money? Opioid induced constipation. Seriously, that should be radio ads. That that I should know. be ads at all. I don't understand why you need to promote opioid. In, I'm gonna keep saying it. Opioid induced constipation. I know. All right. It's ridiculous. But uh, so what? Uh, what were some of the other commercials? Uh, so did you see the there was the uh, the baby one with the Doritos? What did was you see that one? That? It was the one where the um the baby was saw the Dorito in the womb and it was like, oh, trying yeah, to that grab was it. So dumb. Oh yeah, they all did had you... stupid twists at the end. That was the worst did, part. Did you see that one actually had a mild controversy too? Did you see pro-choice people said that they were against that because it showed that the baby was actually um had more kind of intellectual abilities than what it would normally have. So it made, it made, it was spinning people to think that uh, the baby was, uh, you know, craving Doritos when in fact it couldn't crave Doritos because it was just a baby. I guess, but I mean, that's also dumb because it was a stupid commercial. Like, like you're not going to argue that because like that, there's that one commercial with the gas, you know, there's the guy for farting or something like he's a or for burping something. It's like a gas guy who hangs out with you. I think it's probably, but anyways, like no one's arguing that like those are those are just like inanimate objects. There's no way that that would like you're not correctly depicting inanimate objects. <laughs> no, I so you know I think um, we've talked about you know microaggression or whatever. I honestly think there's a a small contingent of of people who honestly just just sit and wait to be enraged just the oh, smallest yeah. tr- transgression and because we have the ability with twitter and uh you know a way to amplify these voices to make it seem more important than they actually are and we live in a i would say a media echo chamber so like once someone sees one tweet on twitter then it gets a hashtag and then other people do it and then someone writes an article about it it becomes a thing when it never was a thing ever again I know. Usually, never- I mean, they just pick the ridiculous ones, just because, like, that's the the, like, it's ridiculous. Like, it gets attention. So I actually thought about uh, creating a hashtag today, and it was instead of Throwback Thursday. You know, yeah. how people do the TBT or whatever. The, the and the yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Also dumb, but yeah, yeah, super dumb. <laughs> I thought, you know what? <laughs> you know what I? Th- I was like, I what think you- we should do. I think we should do. Thank you Tuesday. Oh, that's pretty good. So what would thank you thank people for? Well, here's the thing. I think there's been times in your life where someone's done something for you and you never got to adequately say thank you. Yeah. So you take your time on Tuesday and it doesn't even you don't even have to tell the person thank you. You just have to post on your social media account that you said thank you to that person. That is pretty good. What's what should be the hashtag? Thank you. No, thank you Tuesday doesn't work. Why not? TYT. Oh, TYT. All right. TYT works. Thank you, Tuesday. Yeah, but like there's no, uh, is it TBT is throwback Thursday? Yeah, exactly. Do people say that? I don't, I think it's just throwback Thursday. No, they do TBT. If you typed in hashtag TBT, yeah, I'm going to look it up and here's what it says TBT on Twitter and it stands for throwback Thursday TBT. 
We gotta make some like meme pictures and stuff and like things to like jumpstart it, you know? Right. I mean, I mean, so, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. So T Y T. Thank you. Thank you. Tuesday. You know, except for our shows on Thursday. I know our shows on Thursday, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, to take Thursday, to, like to reappropriate it. Yeah, I didn't want to reappropriate it. Oh, and that follows up perfect with your welcome Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> that one sounds more fun. Just to say you're welcome to people who like never thanked you. Oh, I like. See, that's pretty good. See, <laughs> it's like the like. opposite, but it's, it's also opposite. like a call and response to Thank You Tuesday. I love it. I love it. It's Thank You Tuesday <laughs> and your Welcome Wednesday. And it's it's for those who feel like so on Tuesday it's for those who feel guilty, who didn't say thank you for something that someone did positive in their life. And your welcome Wednesday is for people who have mild uh, anxiety or anger about doing something for someone and getting that no one's thanks. gonna be more popular. <laughs> <laughs> welcome Wednesday is the one that's gonna. I mean, because people love that stuff. People love to be angry about things, like you were just saying. I know it's funny because I was thinking about so I was going to get into this whole uh, I had this whole rant about depression and modern society that I kind of went over with you and you're and you, it was like crickets on the other end after I said it I'm like so what do you think cricket 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 and uh, so I'm I'm almost like I don't even know if I want to go down there and I was like what would be an uplifting thing that you know could make people feel appreciated you know and then Right. And then I was, and then, but then I was thinking like, you know, on thank you, on thank you Tuesday, you know, what if you thank someone and the other person, some other person's like, dude, I didn't, I, I deserve some thanks for that thing I did, you know, whatever. And then you got to just wait till Wednesday and you'd be like, you're welcome for giving you that can of soda when you were so thirsty. I know. And then you could post a, it could be like a, yeah, I, I think having them to get, it's gotta be a duo. It's the duo. Yeah. Thank so, you Tuesday and you're welcome Wednesday. I'm starting it this Tuesday. I will put a thank you Tuesday up. Yeah, on we gotta our, do it from the um the show. Yeah, from our Twitter. Yeah, and then also I'll, yeah, we can set up the thing. We gotta make some some memes and stuff, you know, so yes. it takes off. Oh, also change the uh, we gotta change the description in this episode to say that this is when we coined it. Uh, also, oh, nice. we should like, actually search because someone else might have already done it, and then oh, but we're recoining it. Wait, hold on. Let's see. Thank. Tuesday. Did you put quotes? Thank you, Tuesday. Oh, I mean, that's man. pretty broad. There's going to be something. Why your kids don't thank you for giving gifts, Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think that's... Um, there's a lot of... Apparently, thank you any day has ha- maybe happened, but it's not. A, it's definitely not a, a meme, for sure. Yeah, we got meme- memify, memification of America. Yeah, so but that I'm, is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I was just trying to be, you know. Oh wait, I actually see a hashtag tyt here. What is this? Maybe someone already tried to do it. Maybe someone I'm already got it. Every three-letter combination is already going to be taken for something. That's true, but it actually says "Thank You Tuesday." Does it? Uh, well, I see hashtag. Yeah, I don't know what this is though. Uh, tyt neon small. What is this? Well, we don't even have to be original. We just have to be the ones that popularize it. So, because basically nothing that anyone popularizes is original. Well, it's like that Key and Peele, where he does the um, the uh, the algebra or the hypotenuse. I'd like to be high on potenuse. 
<laughs> and then the guy, the guy like says it really quiet, and then they say what, and then the other guy says it all loud, and like, oh, that's the best joke ever. <laughs> that's pretty good. So anyway, thank you Tuesday. There you go. That's it. Um, and you're welcome Wednesday. And you're welcome Wednesday. All right. So um, I did want to talk. So there was I, there was this kind of like somewhat mildly uh, depressing ar- uh, article about this. I think he was like 31 year old entrepreneur who was doing this crazy story about what, what uh, did he entrepreneur? You know, it's funny. I thought I, I thought I posted the actual article, but I didn't. Um, he, it was like a DNA sequencing 3d printing thing. that he was trying Oh to do. yeah. Um, and it was in Silicon Valley. Um, um, But anyway, he he. I'm trying to see if I could find the. It's called Hulse. I actually found the article finally. It's on CNN Money, and it's called like uh, how Silicon Valley is dealing with mental illness. Because I guess there's um the, the entrepreneurial spirit also coincides directly with things such as and I, I put out right here so you can read it. Um, the personality traits found in entrepreneurs: creativity, extroversion open-mindedness and a propensity for risk are also traits associated with ADHD, bipolar spectrum condition, um, depression, and substance abuse. So apparently there's this unspoken thing where uh, people were, um, where people were, are, have been killing themselves in the San Francisco area. So I was, which got me It's also really like, expensive. What is San Francisco. Oh Yeah. I don't think that's why they're killing themselves considering this guy was kind of like a millionaire or whatever. So anyway, oh, yeah, um, um, so anyway, I guess I started thinking about depression in the modern era and this all finally get into kind of my little thought in this and it's backed up with no scientific proof at all. Um, outside of the, the thing I'm going to get into. So, um, and I forget the name of it where uh, there's this thing with, they could, you could do genetic imprinting and it's kind of like why uh, human beings are frightened of snakes because through history, um, we've been we're uh, we're genetically predisposed to be afraid of snakes. They've done this with mice in laboratories where they uh, would shock them if they did a certain thing, and, and then future traits would avoid doing that thing, even though they were never exposed to it because it's genetically yeah. imprinted on their. I mean, I feel like that's pretty like standard. Like I, I don't have any trouble believing things like that. So um, I was thinking that depression is much like our aversion to snakes um, and much like alcoholism because, you know, you could be predisposed to have, uh, like they say, predisposed um, for, uh, you know, being addicted or drinking alcohol or whatever, just have that personality trait, but it doesn't get activated or you may have it, but you may not get activated and therefore you don't actually become uh, an alcoholic or a drug abuser. Or I was thinking maybe depression is similar um, in that. I mean, I mean, it's like, I'm pretty sure that's definitely true. Like, I don't think it's like controversial whether or not it is. Well, I'm not saying it's controversial. I don't even know if it's, I'm, I guess my point is I'm not backing this up with any kind of academic paper. I'm literally just thinking, yeah. again, it was, I was thinking about it and I was like wondering if that the, the kind of, rampant suicides even among people who we deem as successful much like this guy from CN- the cnn article who was running a major company that had uh hundreds of million dollars in venture ca- venture capital and all that jazz yeah um, that um there's something inherently wrong with society um 
that makes that essentially causes you and flips the switch for depression right and i again it's a case by case basis right you know what i'm saying but yeah. like i'm saying what if there's just maybe like an overall problem with the way capitalism if that's what we're trying to talk about or um the need to have things or the need to to survive or maybe like just even like uh, you know, people coming to terms with like how fragile humanity is as we learn more about like how ridiculous it is we even exist in and of itself. You know what I'm saying? Like there yeah. could be things where we don't just buy into religion necessarily. We we kind of think objectively about stuff and uh, we we start to kind of like get depressed because maybe what gave us hope in the past about an afterlife, if that, if you know, you're free to believe what you want, right? Yeah, I but, mean, like, you're pretty much just explaining why people have religion and believe it so because they're scared to not and like they'd be depressed to think that their life was only about nothing basically right and i'm so, wondering yeah that's, yeah that's pretty much it right so yeah. and i'm wondering if like if that if that contributes to a lot of this stuff like as we advance from civilization to have more religion no i don't actually what i was thinking <laughs> was that we need robots here's my solution to this um, we, this is where it goes into the fantastic, right? Versus the depression, the depressing stuff is that what if we had like the, what I call the artisanal society or the, uh, the doer society or the do what you want society where we have, um, uh, this is a near future in my mind where we have robot robots that do everything. They, they control everything, government, money, uh, production, food supply, water, electricity, power, everything. They're just in control of everything. And we humans coexist with them. They're not sentient yet. They're just doing the stuff, right? They're just yeah. handling all this stuff. And um, and we are free to pursue our, our whims uh, because we, there is no need for money because we could literally say, hey, little robot, make me an apple. And it goes into a waste pile and it constructs the thing and it makes me an apple and then I have an apple. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So do you think, I think we have to, de- we're in the mid, this is, so I guess where I'm going with the fantastical aspect of it is that we have to deal with this transition from no hope, uh, I have to believe in something to this future state where everything is handled. We don't have to, it's, there is no more rat race because rats are now. I, know, a, I mean, I think that that, so going back to your original thing, and also, like, with, like, you know, struggling artists as, like, a whole genre that's existed forever, like, musicians and, like, painters and, like, pretty much all art, it's, like, the struggling artist. Like, if you're successful, you're usually, like, you know, you're either super, you know, depressed about stuff or, like, it's just, like, the struggle. And so, in your case, the society that you're describing right now doesn't play into human nature to survive and like basically struggle. And so people are going to be unhappy about it. They also talked about this in the matrix because they said that they had the utopian society because they were like farming people for their power or whatever. And they made all these like test scenarios where like people could be like living in bliss and whatever. But they said like all of those failed because people just needed to like, you know, they needed to have the struggle or whatever. So we created this like imperfect world because that's the one that they were the most happy in. Like this, yeah. And then so it goes back to the, like, yeah, it would just be, like, your instinct that you need to survive. And if you're not trying to survive, you don't feel like that you're living for anything. 
But here's the thing. I don't think I think we're in a, a middle state, right? Because we still have to survive. And and by the way, I'm speaking from a very privileged space right now where yeah. I have a computer that I'm able to talk to you and broadcast out to the world messages about stupid shit like this. And I could listen to things. There are people out there who have it much worse. And I'm not saying that. I'm speaking relative to my experience and kind of like a more Western world experience is that we're in a middle state now where we ha- we still... We're well past the struggle and we're now into the kind of, uh, we have, the, like, we still have to go to work. We still have to make money. We still have to, you know, you know, whatever, take your kids to school. You still have to learn and you have to do all these things. But like, at some point, like none of that will matter. And I'm not talking like an idiocracy type, like we don't need to do anything. Cause I don't think that's, we're going to work either, but you know what? There wasn't there in the idiocracy. If it's interesting to think about it, were there a lot of the dumb people? Were they there was not a lot of ang- was there a lot of anger? I feel like everyone seemed pretty happy. No, there was totally ang- like when they just shoot down the airplane for no reason and the police they just start cheering or that they have the dildo truck races and stuff. Right. Okay. But or that's- that they had like ouch my balls like they were totally like overly emotional and just in like extreme at everything. Okay. Um, I'm not saying um, I'm not saying remove emotion. We're not becoming Vulcans here. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about. They were like, talking- yeah. I mean that was it's like yeah. I guess so my point is, all right, so <laughs> think of it this way, um, and I shouldn't use idiocracy. Think of it this way. If, if you know, the idea of the struggling artist, that has been kind of like a concept that, oh, the, the, you could see the pain on the canvas, or, oh, you could feel and hear the sorrow in his voice when he sings those words. I could feel the emotion coming out of him kind of thing. Yeah, but that okay, also so- plays into that those people who are successful at being artists were also the predisposed, like, you know, ADD or depressed type, like you were saying, or whatever. Exactly. That's exactly like right. So, like, that, I mean, that's just, like, the same thing, but it would be an entrepreneur who, like, was doing his thing or whatever, and it's the same kind of struggle thing or whatever, you know? So, I guess my question then is, if there's no need for money, right, like, it's all taken care of, and there's no need for food, and there's no need for really, like, any wants or like everything is handled. Just assume everything is handled. Okay. Yeah. Everything. It's not, yeah. It's not that hard of an assumption. All right. Just, all right. So I know, but I know it's not, but in, I'm trying to frame this for our listeners as well. Um, <laughs> that then what does an artist become if there's no such thing as a struggling artist? What does a depressed person be depressed about? If is it is it oh I don't have love I don't have love like maybe that's one of those things like oh I I can find I need to settle down I need to have kids I need to do this I need to do that. Um, I think being I, depressed is something separate from understanding what you're depressed from. I mean I think you can be depressed with no reason and you're just justifying it to yourself anyways. True, and my point is is that there but there had to be a trigger that started that. What if that we remove all triggers? I don't. I it's can totally be chemical. It doesn't have to have uh, any sort of real rational like trigger for like some sort of thing in your life. You can just de- be if you literally didn't know language and only thought in pictures or like you know like anything like that. I think you can still have the feeling of being depressed because it's just like something inherent. And then your depression leads to you thinking about reasons why you're depressed. Hmm. Interesting. So. What is it then I, because I don't feel like I'm depressed. I feel like I'm not at all. But when I think about people who are depressed, I often think about why they're depressed. Does that make me think, does that make me? uh, I mean, I think that there, I mean, it's not like definitely one way or another, but I think that it's like, 
self-feeding that you can think why because i mean stuff is depressing but it's like just i think another emotion i i so i'm guessing that humans like human being human so i guess what you're saying is that humanity within human in humanity i mean but also i don't know either like the same as you like i'm just saying uh, stuff yeah we're just talking i'm just talking we're just talking here we're just talking yeah. and by the way if you want to talk and be included in this conversation by all means reach out to at fresh and par um the on on the twitter machine um if you if i guess my i guess my point in this idealistic society where depression doesn't exist um would art be as good if there was no such thing as a struggling artist <laughs> But yeah, I guess probably it would be all like really pastelly and and kind of very matter of fact, no interpretation. It would just be like everything's just so good and great. No, I mean it's I don't know. I mean that's the part of it that's subjective. Is because you could make something, you could have a computer make something that uses all the characteristics of like this goes totally back exactly to our can computers write music. And it's like the whole, but does the music have feeling? Like you're presenting the thing. You could do all of the things to make art that looks like it was made by someone who was like a dark artist or whatever. Like you could meet all those criteria. But like, as soon as you know that, it, oh, this also totally, oh my gosh, this ties into the magic thing exactly too. <laughs> it's whether you're real or you're tricking people. <laughs> oh, you're talking like, about are you a real so psychic. Or are you admitting that you're tricking people? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do have a sense that the tragic artist has. I feel like a person. I mean, I don't. Not that they're faking it or anything. It's just like I think that you could be like, if it's either about the process or the product, and you can create that product without the process, without the struggle, is what you're saying. Yeah. So at this point, you're just. Uh, advocating for the elimination of all humankind. If a robot could do anything, then what's the matter? Or an AI could do anything, then humans. The, that's probably now. I'm getting sad. Like well, I'm unneeded <laughs> as a whole, right? But why is um, that needed? I mean, like if you can appreciate it, like I mean, if part of the appreciation is that you know that the process that went into it, like then it's not the same. But if the appreciation is just like the thing, then it's the same. Well, I, so here's the thing. I think the, 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 if you don't know that piece of work is created by a brilliant artist who's respected around the world or a child or a robot, right? There's yeah, three pieces yeah. of art, right? You have three pieces of art that are in front of you. The, the one that matters the most is the one that matters the most to you. Yeah. And you can make any story you want for it if that's what you want to do. Right. So the, but it the might concept, not be right it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's right for you. I think that's what's the thing about art, right? Like you, it doesn't have to be. I don't oh, have... I love on. Um, it's always sunny. When, uh, when Frank saw the piece and he's like, I have to have that. And it was the air conditioning. <laughs> like the three things. It was, it was like speaking to him. Um, yeah. I, I, I you know, I, but I guess, you know, back to kind of the concept at hand here is that what you're saying is that proposing yeah what you're proposing is that modern regardless of uh everything being there and available to you in terms of like the things that we despise the most or don't like as much like things that in our life that kind of make us unhappy or upset 
if if we were to remove all of those things, we would still have things to be unhappy and upset about. Yeah, for sure. But that's not. I mean, I think that's the case. But I don't think that I said that in any at any point. Well, yeah, I thought you alluded to that when you were talking about. Um, trust me, no, I, I alluded I, to that. Yeah. Like, I mean, you might not have anything that you're upset about if, like, you just don't like. You could be upset or happy regardless of your um, current circumstance. I guess was my main point. Well, that's this guy, right? Like Kurt Cobain, he had yeah, a lot so of stuff. That, so that gets to your point that, like, you could just be predisposed or like whatever. That that's just how you might feel. It doesn't have to be about anything. Yeah. So I guess we just talked about that for probably fifteen minutes, and we both agreed. To, we both kind of settled on like I don't know. Well, I don't know, but it's definitely a fascinating topic, right? You know, the concept of uh, depression, the struggling artist, and the future robot uh, kind of uh, empire. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're related, but yeah. I think they could be. I, that's my I point. I mean, they're like, only related for the hypothetical situation that you were just setting up. But there's still two things that, you know, could happen together. They could happen together. I just... I, I don't often, think that means they're related. I just, I often think like in a world like kind of like Star Trek, you know, where there's like, it's almost like utopian. But they're exploring. That's the, those are the people so who just challenges Star- to be met. Hold on though. Those are just the people who just joined Starfleet. There's plenty of other people that aren't oh, in Starfleet. True. And they're, they got, there's fucking replicators that could just make food for you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think it was... Uh, I think there's still drama, though. I mean, inter- interpersonal stuff. I think, yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of interpersonal stuff unless you're the last person on the planet. <laughs> but then you still have the, the you know, interpersonal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean... Yeah, Which is right. what we were just discussing right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm, so it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Um. But the yeah, I don't know. I just, I just you know, think it out loud, you know. Think it out but, loud. Uh, speaking of uh, utopian society, though, if we had more time for uh, research and stuff, we'd probably find out more about gravity waves, which they just definitively proved existed, which proves uh, Einstein's original theories. That was, so, I think. I Earlier this week. I don't fully understand this. Could you explain this to me as if I were a five-year-old? We never knew gravity. Ha- we never measured a gravity wave before. No, it's never been possible. I mean, like we with new equipment, it's like super difficult because gravity waves are smaller than like atomic scales. So it's like super hard to. I don't. I don't know the mechanism they use to measure it. I think they have like lasers go down like a really long uh, distance and have like. Um, they can measure like super tiny changes in the length of the two that are reflecting to find the waves, but um, proving that it exists and they, they did it independently from two spots with a, uh, I think like double black, uh, two black holes that like collided or something like a couple million years ago. And that's the thing that they observe. And then they can also measure the gravity waves from at the same time. So they can like validate that, that, uh, you know, it goes together and that's what caused it. But um, yeah, it pretty much just proves this thing. It proves Einstein's theory. So it's like more solidifies that model because it was predicted to happen, even though it could never be measured before. And Einstein thought it could never be measured because they were too small and there'd be like no way to measure it. 
but like with newer technology, we've been able to. So they've been trying to do it for a long time, but like technology just keeps getting better. And uh, hmm. with this, once we, um, once, since we know they exist and we know how to measure them, we can hone the like measurement methods that we use or whatever. And we can use this as a new kind of telescope to see more things that are happening in the universe that we couldn't see before because it's not light. And so we can see more things having to do with black holes and large, you know, things happening in the universe. It's like just a new like medium that we can measure. Interesting. Uh, I would, I don't understand the new telescope aspect, but I do understand the other laser measuring situation. I mean, like, because there's radio telescopes, right? Yeah, I understand that. That's looking at... You can't see those. Those are radio waves. Right. So what do we look at? It's just another thing that you can measure. It's like a radio telescope, except for for gravity waves. A gravity telescope? Yeah. That's also an awesome band name, gravity telescope. (laughs) I like in Futurama, he had, like, the... um, the smell, the smelloscope or whatever, and it was like, <laughs> it was really like the most advanced thing. It was just like a thing that he could find smells anywhere in the universe. That's really funny. Um, so I did. Well, I did have a, um, I did have a thing I wanted to do uh, this week, and I'm going to see if I could actually get this to work here. Um, um, Another science I news I might as well throw in. Just uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I read some articles that. Kim Jong-un is a Mac user, even though in his whole country, like, you have to use their state-issued PCs. Interesting. He really does think different. I know. So I don't know if that's good or bad for Mac, but in all this stuff, he's shown using uh, MacBook Pros. And I guess Kim Jong-il also did. And I guess he... Kim Jong-il died in, like, one of his, like, private train cars or something, but they left the whole thing as is just as, like, a tribute to him, like, you know, I don't know, like a museum of Kim Jong-il stuff. And uh, his MacBook's in there, so. Interesting. So I'm going to try this. Let's let's see if this works. This is a a special, it's only a, it's a three-part pop quiz, uh, uh, Fresher, and let's see if this works. Fresher pop quiz! Did that work? Did that sound good? Uh, Yeah, it sounded really good. Okay, all right, so... um, so, as you know, uh, marijuana is legal in Colorado. Yes. Um, do you know how much money? Can you take a guess? How much money? And we're not going to. We're not going. I'm not going to go warm or colder. You're going to get one guess on it, and then I'll tell you what it is, and I'll get into the clarity. Um, how much total sales were for marijuana in Colorado? Wait, total sales or tax revenue? Total sales. Ah, that's way harder. Tax revenue. I thought I had an idea. Okay. Um. Two hundred million. Fine. Nope, that's almost how much tax revenue they made. They oh, made I knew it. I was. <laughs> they made one hundred and thirty-five million dollars in tax revenue. Okay. Yeah. They they sold nearly one billion dollars. Really? Wow. One billion, dude, in marijuana. That is crazy. A lot. I, mean, I could have bought all the weed in Colorado if I won that uh, jackpot. <laughs> That's like, that's like, like, I'm trying to think of like, if it's like, it's, you know, when you're like, you could have bought all the the corn grain in Wisconsin. Now you could say like, (laughs) um, okay, here's question number two, question number two. You already know the answer to this one, but I just want to talk about it anyway. Maybe. Yes. 
in I'm West Palm Beach, Florida, a man was arrested and faces charges of aggravated assault <laughs> yeah. and unlawful possession of this creature because he threw it into a Wendy's. Oh, actually, I it was it um was it an alligator? It was an alligator. Good oh, I job. Couldn't remember the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so apparently, it's I don't know if it's an internet sensation or whatever, but um, the interview is freaking amazing of this good kid. Yeah, like, he's like, uh, he's like, well, I don't think I'd do it again, and I wouldn't suggest anyone to do he, that. He kind but... of reminds me of the Justin uh, Long character, the doctor in in uh, Idiocracy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Florida, um, man, Florida. So, uh, so I'm just gonna read it. It's um, you. I'll maybe we could put this article on on the web because I think the video is freaking hilarious of him talking about it. But um, on our website. But yeah, he's getting charged with uh, uh, aggravated assault and unlawful possession and transportation of alligator. I'm not really quite sure why he did this, but uh, nevertheless, I, the, right. the, it's like throwing the milkshakes back or whatever. And so, final question, final question, final question on the fresher quiz. Part number three. This pink in color object hit a politician in the face in New Zealand. Name the object. Dildo. Dude, you got it right. A dildo. Uh, I mean, what else would it be? Oh, my God. I can't believe you got that right. What else? Um, I mean, I'm like... <laughs> I, I don't know. It could have been anything. Could have been a pie. Like, I don't know. Really putty? That's so apparently, pie. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, it could have been a pink apple pie. I don't know. It says it could have been anything. It could have been a fleshlight. You just chose like. Oh yeah, I know that was I was thinking first, but then I didn't know it was going to hit in the face. I, I can't mean, believe the first crazy. thing you thought of was fleshlight, <laughs> and then went straight to dildo. Well, I mean, hit in the face. You know. That's way more comical to throw at someone. There's a gif in slow motion of the man getting hit with the dildo. It's pretty funny. I hope it was a clean dildo and not like a used one. Um, but it says I mean, here... I don't, um, I don't know how much I like the politician, so either way. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The politician man, awesome. This is, what he, this is what he said afterwards. Fair to say, I don't think these sorts of things happen every day, he told reporters after the incident. We actually thought it was a little bit humorous at the end of it all. New experiences in politics every day. It's a privilege of serving. <laughs> I thought that was a great response. He could have come up with a better dick pun. Like, uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm usually go... don't fly at me that hard or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know, something like that. That's pretty good. I'm not used to getting hit in the face with dicks. Yeah. Um, or, uh, Wow, there's there's got to be a million of them. I just can't think there's, of them. Yeah, there's definitely a million of them. Um, uh, before we kind of, I think we're already, we've already. I can't believe pressure. You said, oh, I don't believe it. We we didn't we didn't we're not gonna have any uh, topics. I know, to we talk didn't about. talk about any topics. Yeah, I did. So let's quickly get into this election stuff because we just had the primary in New Hampshire last Tuesday, um, two days ago Tuesday, and Donald Trump won on the Republican side, and Bernie Sanders won on the. Democratic side. I just wanted to throw out there uh, two things. I feel like Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are the exact same thing. By the, by the way, that's what everyone's been saying recently. Really? Because I just yeah. came to that on my own conclusion. 
So apparently I'm I mean, every, like uh, Bill O'Reilly said it like uh, on Wednesday or no on Tuesday. And then uh, Colbert was asking um, Bernie Sanders about it yesterday on the show. Interesting. That's a fascinating take because I feel like they are very similar. And then, um, and they were uh, saying like, it's pretty much just different hairstyles. Cause he was doing the, he was doing the um, impersonation and like, that could be either one, I guess. <laughs> that's fascinating. Um, and then I did, um, I did quickly want to uh, talk about um, the, the, uh, the magicians TV show premiered on sci-fi a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Great book, great book series. And um, if you have not read the books, they did update the characters a little bit. It's a little bit more like they made it instead of a high school, it's like now a grad school, or sorry, instead of a college, it's grad school or whatever. Um, it was renewed for a second season, so you won't get left out if you kind of like, they won't, it seems like they've already kind of like have a plan for this show. Check it out. It's pretty good. Uh, let me know what you think. If uh, it's, um, it's kind of like Harry Potter meets uh, the witch in the wardrobe. So if you like those two things, just think of it as a more adult themed version of all those combined together. And uh, before we start pitching um, our, our podcast network, um, you were telling me a story about a, uh, a thing you found in your front yard. You want to regale us? Oh, with yeah, that in my backyard. And I was going to say there's a, there was a dead chicken in my yard earlier this week, which I was confused about. I just like looked in my yard and it was like, and I didn't even know how long it was there, but like my neighbor's two houses down have chickens. So must've been like a raccoon or something. Cause there was like feathers all over. Ugh, had to pick it up and throw it away. I had to look up. I was going to compost is the garbage. I guess it's the garbage I looked up. So <laughs> sucks. they had chickens. Now they just have chicken. Maybe. I Not mean, chicken. I didn't, like my next door neighbor texted me and said, "Hey, I think that's a what's her name's chicken in your yard." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, I just saw it this morning." Well, let me just say that's a cluck and shame. That is a cluck and shame. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it sucked to deal with. Ugh, dead chicken yeah. in my yard. It's and like I'm on a farm pick, or something. How, how, did, <laughs> how did you pick it up? How did you pick it up? I just uh, I put on like work gloves and I um use like a, one of those big heavy garbage bags and like put it over the top, kind of like you pick up dog crap, except for that it was like more <laughs> difficult because it's like pretty heavy. So I like put it over and I tried to like use the plastic to roll it like in the back, but the bottom, I don't know. It was pretty hard. I didn't want to look at it either. I didn't know if it was gross or what. It was you like heavy. What's weird to me is like this, whatever killed the chicken didn't even eat it. That's stupid. No, but I heard just... that the raccoons, they just do it just, to be dicks. Hmm. I'm They're not liking like, raccoons. Raccoons are brutal. You know, um, down in, uh, you know, where the, the, that, what's the name of it? The, 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 the little peninsula down by Tacoma where the zoo is. I think it's like, I forget what it's called, but there's a zoo down in Tacoma and the, it's on a peninsula and you could drive around. Oh yeah. On, the point on defiance. That point defiance. Yeah. On that point defiance, like loop road. When I went down there, like maybe seven or eight years ago, in the middle of yeah. the day, there, there'd be raccoons just standing on the side of the road, like almost like a Disney attraction, <laughs> on, their really? hind, on their hind feet, on like their hind legs, sitting up with their paws or whatever. I guess their paws like this. Yeah. And they kind of just sit there, and they 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 just wait for people to feed them. <laughs> yeah. They just like they're just on the side of the road on two legs, like like this. 
<laughs> can, that kind of looks like a raccoon face. So, um, really interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize uh, raccoons were sociopaths when it came to chickens. So, um, so uh, uh, Fresher, did you know that we were part of a podcast network? I've heard things. I, did I've you heard know things. it's the soon to be network? Soon to be name network? network? Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Did you know that? I've heard things, but I wasn't sure even though I set up the website. Yes, well, we are, and it's uh, we have a bunch of participating podcasts. We have uh, the Long Box Heroes with uh, Todd and Leonard, and they have a uh, secondary ancillary uh, podcast, After Dark, where it gets a little blue. So don't bring your children around um, when you're listening to that one. Uh, there's also Puzzle Warriors 3, which is becoming a rapid success. Um, and uh, uh, said the game's a, going downhill. It, well, I mean, they've been making a lot of changes. Don't even get me started on the drama that's happened uh, in our in our puzzle, our Marvel Puzzle Quest Alliance. Do you it's guys talk great. about the alliance? And is the is the podcast about the alliance, or is it just about it in general? It's about it in general, but they introduce themselves as being part of the alliance. And but we so Leonard, who's like a commander of our alliance, along with Brian, who's part of the um, the other podcast, uh, Prodigal Sons, with Jared, Ian, and and Adam. And there's also uh, podvocacy with uh, Jason and David. Um, by, by all means, check them out. But back to this uh, controversy. You see, Leonard and Brian and I uh, want to be more competitive in the grand scheme of the game so we can get better prizes. And Leonard threw out a whole bunch of people from the Alliance. Damn, and, in, and in doing so, he pissed off another person. And in protest, that person left. So we had a, we had a backfill some people in yeah. the Alliance. And uh, and you get two, some randos. No, two of the um, two of the of the new members are actually listeners of Puzzle Warriors Three. One who oh did no way guess, yeah they were a guest. One of them did a guest. He came on and just spoke about the game. He came on as like he was. A, are they better um, than the people that got kicked out? Uh, to be determined. The season starts tomorrow. So, uh, but I assume so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the game does seasons and blah blah blah. Don't yeah, nerd nerd alert. Um, <laughs> yeah. um uh, let, let me let me tell you a little bit about the Kamala Khan. Uh, she's a Mrs. Marvel. That's a MS period Marvel. Uh, she's actually of a of a Arabian descent, perhaps Indian. Uh, oh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> if you match, if you take her purple powers and 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 you and you deploy those, you can create massive amounts of green, which can then be used to do her uh, immovable object attack. Uh, no, that's it. That's all out there. Um, so anyway, yes, that's our network. Check it out. It's now time for review roulette. Review roulette. Yeah, I don't even have the sound effects anymore. So was uh, there one? I don't know. You know I, used to, I used to do the the do, 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 or like a drum roll or something. So this is oh, where yeah. we we randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog, and uh, and then review it the following week. But it's not so much review, right, Fresher? No, it's more a play by play of the movie that we watched. But we do give it a number rating at the end. And last week's random selection was the. 2005 comedy drama A Month by the Lake starring Vanessa Redgrave directed by John Irvin. Yeah. Also, so a this was a, not so much... Um, a young Uma Thurman, by the way. Yeah, it was... 
it wasn't a prime pick, but you know, review roulette. We just pick like we don't, you know, it's random. But so this movie, kind of boring. I wasn't excited to watch it, but I think my favorite thing about it was that place actually looked really cool. I want to go hang out at that resort thing in that era without the people. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with the people, but that looks pretty cool. So the place that he's speaking of is Italy, Lake Como, and it takes place in 1937 in a resort in a, uh, I guess it's a socialist Italy prior to World War II. Yeah, and so like, they have some... Like they kind of like have war tensions, kind of. It's like a little bit, whatever. But the whole story is like stupid. It's just like a dumb drama pseudo love story about this chick who like is old and like kind of has a crush on this old guy, but doesn't admit it to herself. And then um, she, she's um, she she immediately like is attracted to him because he has nice ears. Yeah, which is dumb. She's all about like yo, you can tell a lot from people that by their ears, but. But then there's this young chick who's a nanny and she's kind of dumb, but way hotter is the other the, uh, who is it? That's, that's Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. And then um, so she's kind of just messing around with the guy and like convinces him to stay because like fakes being interested but then just hangs out but like pretty much mean to him. And yeah. And then there's like a whole thing that like she the old chick pretends to hook up with like some Italian guy who was trying to hook up with her to like make the other guy jealous and then like finally in the end the young chick and the italian young dude kind of hook up and then like the other two finally like get together or whatever dumb i mean so and that's like 90 minutes of that yeah and okay so first off uma thurman this is a 90 this is picture from, from 1995 this is the film that came out immediately following her like pretty much like iconic role of mia wallace in pulp fiction so like, so like, this, she goes from Pulp Fiction to playing a a uh, reform like a Swiss reform school dropout slash au pair for an Italian family who who tricks uh, this old gentleman to get his libido working again to to, to come back so that uh, Vanessa Redgrave's character could kind of seal the deal. But I don't think in- that she actually did. Oh, and they were so oblivious to like actually what was happening like that was pretty obvious but then also i think that she was just messing with him i don't think it was she wasn't doing it for her that was just like an afterthought she was doing it because she was just a jerk pretty much yeah exactly yeah yeah so um this movie i don't understand how it has such positive reviews does it have positive reviews i mean i think so on the positive of it um the era stuff i think is pretty cool besides the story also like being a drama, like everything they do in the movie is so tense. Like they have like, it's just like every encounter is like really tense, but like in a not extreme way, like just it, mundane things are tense. It's kind of, it has a bit of a Downton Abbey feel to it a little bit. I've never seen Downton Abbey, but yeah, probably. I mean, and yes. people love that stuff. I know. So maybe this is kind of, but again, it's, it's, they're British people. Oh, in, ass in tennis. Oh, that was the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah, that to, that to me was the best scene of the whole movie, where she's like, "I I said I I said I haven't played in a while. I didn't say I couldn't play." That was my I know, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah that was I mean the scene. era stuff was cool though. I mean that place looked awesome, and I kind of want to go and just like chill like that. Like I like how they're just chilling every day. I believe, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe that George Clooney owns a place on Lake Como. 
Nice. I looked it up after too. It looks still looks cool. But um, let's see what other what other things are happening. That's like that's pretty much sums it up. Let me think of. I have some other notes. Uh, oh yeah, like they just have dumb stuff where he the old guy invites the old lady to dinner, but it's like a family dinner, and she's like super disappointed, and they play the disappointed music. She kind of like oh. they have a, they have a whole scene ahead of time where she's like picking her earrings and getting all gussied up or whatever. Right, and then yeah. um. Yeah, let's see I love uh, a couple things I liked about this was yeah the scenery and the setting was awesome. I love the old boats, the, the cars too. Just like all of the era stuff was cool. Yeah, it was a well done period piece. Um, that if you had to kill ninety minutes with your mom, this would be a great movie. <laughs> exactly. My mom would love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the beach scene, like the old timey beach, that was cool, like a period thing. Yeah, every, everything everything was was like from a period standpoint, everything was excellent. Yeah, and like um, her, um, the camera she was. Ta- I like that she was taking pictures of. Oh yeah, also I like the idea. So she was taking pictures all the time, but dude, that film had to be so expensive, like at the time. But then she's just developing in her room, just like in like the evening. Like that's kind of cool. I never really thought. I mean, of course, that's what you would have had to do. You can't just like bring it somewhere to get developed. But like, that's pretty cool. She just develop it, develops stuff right there. So there was one awkward scene where she, where they're, they are. She's with this younger gentleman, and they're walking through the streets, and then all of this like socialist people start parading, and someone tries to like take her purse, and this guy says, "He's like, come with me. My sister will help you. Come, come, come." And he grabs her. And he like takes her into the room and like locks the door. And he tries to almost, I would almost say like rape her pretty much, but it wasn't, it was, and she's like slaps him in the face. He was just, he was, well, yeah. I mean, it was technically rape, but like, it was like Italian dude or whatever. Yeah. It was like an Italian frisky dude. He's like, I'm Italian. Hey, we'll go to bed. You know, kind of and thing. he's all super young and she's old. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, and she slaps him in the face and she's like, get out of here. I am into the, I can be your mother. And then she ends up taking shirtless photos of him. Yeah, that's one to blackmail. Yeah, exactly. To no, not to blackmail. To like get Uma Thurman all over that guy. To kind of like get her jealous because she felt that Uma Thurman was just trying to make. I felt like was trying to make her jealous, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it was totally like a thing. I don't think that she was trying to make the. Like it was like a play, but I don't think that's the direction she was going with it. But I don't know what she there was doing. It was just dumb. Socialista, socialista, turn around and take your picture. <laughs> yeah, the movie was it was it was I would I would put barely adequate. Now here's the I thing: know. I I do normally fall asleep watching these movies because I end up watching start watching them at like night at like midnight, you know, the yeah. night before. I was pretty wide awake for this one, and yeah. I fell asleep. I fell asleep <laughs> hardcore, and I, and I'm just saying like if you ha- if you're feeling a little insomnia, pop this movie on because I know, I, yeah, I, it's pretty boring. Yeah, it's pretty like. It's as plain. It's, it's it's yeah. It's like a movie you could it's show like your a, kids. It's like a boring book, but like in a movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's Pride and Prejudice as if uh, on the big screen without right. any prejudice or pride. But so I guess I think that I mean I didn't really have um. Oh yeah, the oh yeah, the candlestick thing. I thought that was a good diss just to tell someone like like you remind me of a candle candlestick like it just sounds offensive i don't understand why really but it just does i am wondering if if like in britain at the time being called a candlestick was like a terrible insult it could have been i think that it's just like 
I don't think it was terrible, but it's like not nice. I mean, she was clearly doing it maliciously. No, she was a total jerk. She so like she insults the guy who's like totally trying to get with her. Called and she calls him a candlestick, and then he's a magician later on because and she's he's like, like way leading him on. Yeah, way leading him on. But I don't understand. Like he's like, I could read anything. Did someone write candlestick? You know, kind of thing. And I don't why he got upset. Like he should just was he just expecting her to be like nice all of a sudden? No, I mean, but he didn't think that she. I mean, like it just caught him off guard. Like because I think that was the next day. Uh, okay. I, or it was a few days. I don't know exactly in the timeline yeah, when the that happened. Yeah, the timing was not clear. But yeah, yeah, because but, it was uh, like they. I felt like she said she was going to be there a month, but like it was very unclear how. Um, oh, and also don't forget the 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 loud and annoying Americans that were at the hotel. <laughs> I know they were super dumb. Yeah, the two ladies. Don't, you got to boil the water two, three times. You know they don't have the same standards like we do. Like in Flint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think you boil out lead. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, you could. How? I mean, not in the same pot, but if you distilled it, you could. Well, what if you've got one of those, uh, what's that thing that spins it around and you put the magnet at the bottom? No. Lead is uh, is non-ferrous. Oh, really? Okay. All right. But but you could distill it. So, like, you boil it and then, like, recondense the steam in a different container. You know, oh, by the way, just so you know, exclusive interview with uh, the Flint um, Deputy Director of Water Safety. Just so you know, we have it here right now. Here, right? Well, yeah. Hi, I'm uh, the Deputy Director of, uh, of uh, Water Safety at, at Flint. And uh, yes, in fact, we knew there was lead in the water. That was hard. That was hard. That was hard cutting. Hard cutting interview right there. Yeah, breaking, breaking. Breaking. I don't know why he identified himself. Stuff that you said earlier, what's, what's weird is weird is that he identified himself exactly who he was, but yet he still needed to disguise his voice. That's really weird. <laughs> I know, which is basically the only thing that he said. <laughs> Hi, I'm so and so. My voice is <laughs> no Look, we content. Don't the, we don't have the budget. We don't have the budget for for full interviews here. We just get we just get anonymous <laughs> identification. Anonymous identified anonymous people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so what do you what do you what do you give in this movie three and a half three and a half i'm giving it a four i okay. was like the era stuff i was kind of into it i thought about 4.5 but i went back to four because it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible it's just like i said if i would my mom this my mom might like this movie yeah so oh yeah 3.5 all right so that's a total of 3.75 a month by the light, lake. A month by the lake, yeah. I'll tell you, it felt like a month when I was done with this. That movie was I a know, month long. Me. Yeah. All right, so we got to pick another movie. Yep. All right, how are we doing this again? I know, like, last week we I had I know, some... last time it was not, it didn't work. So, um, go to InstaWatcher, which is our preferred random movie site. Although it's becoming less and less preferred every week as they make updates. I don't even think there's another option, though, is there? We could probably make an API that does it ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's true. I could do that. Um, all titles. And then uh, not series. Certified. Oh, you can do certified fresh now. It's allowing you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Movies, certified fresh. And that's 263. Certified fresh and fresh or just certified fresh? Oh, which one? 
No, could you do both or just one? Oh, if you do both, it's 650 matches. There you go. Maybe we should pick a genre so we don't like get a crappy one, though. Uh, how do we do that? It's at the bottom. I, how well, how about might... comedy? It's 169. Okay, fine. All right. So we are picking between 169 films, certified fresh, fresh movies. Pick a random title. I'm clicking it. I don't know this movie. Did you press it? I did. Uh, wow, it's super HD, though. 2013, White Reindeer. Devastated after her husband, Jeff, is killed during the holiday season, Suzanne soon learns that Jeff was having an affair before his demise. I don't know. I guess it doesn't sound that like cool. But... That's a comedy? How is that a comedy? I don't know. Anne Margaret Hollywood, Laura Lamar Goldberg, uh, Lydia... I can't read names. Okay. I, how long is it? How long is it? 82 minutes. Not rated. <gasps> Fascinating. Mine is also 82 minutes in Super HD. Not rated. Did we have the same movie? Mine's White uh, Reindeer. Oh, mine is A Five Star Life. A single 40-something woman with a jet-setting dream job questions her solitary life and whether whether romance might be her ticket to happiness. This sounds like the same movie that we just watched. And it's Italian. I mean, these both are basically like sound like rom coms. Mine is, in fact, a romantic comedy. So I don't know which one between these. I, I'm indifferent, I guess. Wait, yours so is higher rated. Mine's three point four. Mine's two point six. What year? This is two thousand thirteen. This is also two thousand thirteen. These are like the same movie, basically. Mine's Italian, though. Is it subtitles? Uh, unknown. Probably, but it's unknown. It doesn't say. Hmm. I don't know. You you pick which one. So read yours one more time. Read yours one more time. White uh, reindeer, devastated after her husband Jeff is killed during the holiday season. Suzanne soon learns that Jeff was having an affair before his demise. I don't. Yeah, this doesn't really say anything about like how it's going to be like at all. Comedies, dark comedies, late night comedies, dramas, independent dramas, independent movies, independent comedies are the tags. And who's the, what's the name of some of the actors in it? And Margaret Holliman, Laura Lamar, Goldsberg, uh, Lydia Hislop, Joe Swanberg, Chris DeBeck. All right, let's go with yours, White Reindeer. Got it. So it is White Reindeer. For next Thursday's um, review, Roulette. I have a feeling it, I, the only reason um, I, I selected it is because it was dark comedy. And I, I was thinking What's that. that one? You, What's your say? Yours, mine just says comedy. It doesn't say dark comedy. But I'm looking at the photo now. It, was, it's, it says an instant holiday season counter classic. I like the Ooh, sounds of that. That sounds cool. I like that idea. Where does it say yeah. that? On the poster for the movie. I just On White Reindeer? Yeah, I just looked up the, the In poster. In Netflix? No, on the interwebs. I didn't have your link, so I just... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, here. Cool. Well, anyways, that's Review Roulette. You should check out our, uh, our YouTube show and podcast, freshroomparlance.com. Yep. Thank you. Uh, thank you for staying and hanging along here. I know we've had a couple of viewers watching all day, all the whole episode here. So uh, all day, thanks. all the time. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so this is uh, Parlan saying, sayonara, muchachos. This is Fresher saying, later taters. <laughs>